This is Acceptable Vices for February 26, 2016. Tonight, The Body Politic. Hey everyone, it's Acceptable Vices here on the show. Today we are going to be discussing things about <laughs> politics. <laughs> Nelson's going to be taking the rain, uh, reins mostly for this show, but I thought I'd get it kicked off. Tonight on the show, we've got, we got Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to have you back on here. How's, uh, how's the school going? How's the uh, school life? It's schooling. It's schooling. It's a learning, learning process. Hmm. Maybe I should ask your lovely wife how things are going with your with your schooling process here on the show. We also have Kate. Hello. Hey, Kate. Hey, Victor. How you doing? I'm doing okay. It was a beautiful 85 degrees here today. You go, girl. <laughs> uh, we also have George. Hey, George. It was 40 degrees with 20 mile an hour winds today. Hey, Which for winter is not bad. Uh, and we have uh, Scott Johnson. Hey, Scott Johnson. Is someone going to attack me so I can get a question here? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I introduced last? Am I last in the polls? What's going on here? Shut up, Ben Carson. What is the best cheesesteak? <laughs> Wait, I'm just going to fall asleep over here. <laughs> we also, Do some of course, great surgery in your sleep. <laughs> we also, of course, have uh, Nelson. Hey, Nelson. Hello. Hello. I am definitely not the Zodiac Killer. No, you are definitely not. And I'm your host, happy host, Victor Frost. So, we are going to be discussing some things relating to the uh, the political status of the United States right now. Accordingly, Cherba has decided to fuck right off. Um, <laughs> it's okay. That's what the United States political system's like right now. Right. <laughs> um, no, but re- really, uh, Cherba is the only reason he's not here is due to a confluence of a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, he just he simply couldn't make it. Um, but because he's not here, I'm going to amp up my snark a little more just to compensate for the lack of that authentic Australian snarkiness. So, Nelson, what are we going to be talking about this week? All right. So this debate has uh, three very simple rules. The first section will be talking about yesterday's debate, like all debates are. Uh, it is entitled Debate What? And uh, it was a doozy. The second section is uh, we will talk about our thoughts for Super Tuesday and how much Trump will win and keep on winning and then how tired we will be of him winning so much. Uh, And finally, we will end things on a positive and more divisive note by talking about uh, Hill Dogs versus the Burninator and uh, how all of us are going to vote for Jill Stein. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're a funny man (laughs) so let's get started about the debate Mm. what the shit (laughs) exactly next question (laughs) (laughs) it was it was really quite the spectacle and and for once not due to donald trump in fact I think for the first time in the entire debate, multiple candidates went 
entirely pro wrestling on Donald Trump and just tag teamed him, pounding him again and again. Well, I feel oh. like the <laughs> I feel like the uh, the idea that the candidates and the media, frankly, had about the like there's the establishment track and there's the you know outsider track. They realized that that's not really a thing if it even ever was yeah and so rubio is finally going after trump and uh everyone's kind of going after everyone else i kind of feel like the republicans don't even have a, a real establishment candidate anymore like i i can't take the only one who was not actively like a monster and even he wasn't the greatest guy was Kasich. But I, I don't see. Kasich any doesn't the, think that women are people, though. That's that's a problem. Hey, that's, yes, that's the part of the Republican by, platform. That's all of by, them. By comparison, <laughs> he was he was perhaps the least vile. Now that doesn't send him out of the vile category. But I'm that's just true. saying, out of the candidates that exist, like I would have expected to see an actual like politician who wasn't just a like a Tea Party lunatic. Or you know Trump or Carson, because mm. we have Trump, who's uh, I can't even I, I'm like a teenage girl I can't even, um, and <laughs> Carson has no chance because he's got no charisma and he he's asleep at the wheel he's literally asleep at the wheel literally he's contemplating a fruit salad I mean <laughs> I mean Carson has been, the energy level of a potted plant and he's. He's either delusional or very, very dishonest because some of the things he says are so bizarre and so untrue that he either has to be saying them for attention or is actually that stupid, which is a little scary. But he, Rubio and Cruz are like, they're, to me, they're like the same beast. Like, they're both, <laughs> there's no difference between the two of them, except one is possibly not an American born citizen, which I don't even care about, to be honest. That's like the tiniest issue. Um, I mean, there's I even... there was one point in the debate when uh, Rubio was uh, talking about Trump um, hiring like immigrant workers in Florida rather than hiring Americans, mm. and Rubio was like, you know, oh, like my my mother, you know, worked as a housekeeper, and and you wouldn't hire her, and I I looked it up just quickly, and because I thought I had a thought, and I was like. Wasn't his mother Cuban? And she was. Yeah. Both and, his parents were Cuban. And the funny thing is, both uh, Cruz There's the people that Rubio, Trump is hiring. Well, no. Both Cruz no. and Rubio, who claim that their both of their parents came and uh, came out from Cuba, both of their parents, they left before Castro was in power. So what they oh, yeah. were, what, and yet they kept on saying they were go, running, they were fleeing from Castleburn when really they were fleeing from the puppet leader that the United States had installed in Cuba. Oh, sweet irony! <laughs> I don't know that much about Cuba, to be honest. Hmm. It's, it's not great. No, it's not, it's no, not the best. Most of our foreign history history is bad. C Cuban Cuban history aside, the fact that these guys are openly lying. And nobody seems to be calling them. And when they are called on it, like when anybody calls Trump on his lies, he's just like, no, you're wrong. You're a loser and you're wrong. And then we so just like, well, yeah. well actually, at last night's debate, they did, the moderators did a better job, I think, than in previous debates in calling the Republican candidates when calling them on their lies. I mean, they were mm. kind of, they were throwing off 
very soft balls at, <laughs> at Trump. But, they were throwing marshmallows. Exactly. But they did call out each of the candidates at different times to the best of my recollection on certain half-truths, non-truths, avoidance of questions, things that I hadn't seen in previous <coughs> Fox debates. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, although I have to say... Is that... To quote Seinfeld, it's not a lie if you believe it. Are they actually lying, or are they just legitimately so deluded that they... It doesn't matter if they're telling untruths. It really doesn't matter. I think think that's the thing. When you start saying, if they believe it, it's not a lie, no. That's like saying facts don't exist. I agree, but... Well, in fact, exists. People are calling them on it. It's just people aren't paying that much attention. Yeah, I I read a really interesting thing today uh, about uh, I think it was a Vox article about how um, how Trump could possibly win the general election if he oh, got don't the nomination. Oh, yeah. don't say that. No, and don't, you know don't why? say that. You know how he could. Because Americans are fucking stupid would be the yes. only answer. Basically, yes. Because <laughs> he, would, he would hard pivot to the left, right? Because just like he hard pivoted to the right in the last few years. Yeah. And when anyone ever called him on it, he would just be like, oh, no, this is my... I always supported abortion. This is just who I am. And you know what? The low information voters who are... Uh, in, uh, what is it? Unde- undeclared voters are primarily low-information voters, they would eat it up. Yeah. I mean, there's a fundamental problem. Super reasonable, and he's a personable guy. Like, he's made some jokes that I have laughed at. Like, he's made some jokes that I have said, whoa. He has some positions I I agree with. I've got to say, there is nothing that has ever appealed to me about him, and that's not just in the recent debates, his political career. I'm saying not... I'm not saying that all women feel this or it's a woman thing, but have you ever been walking on your by yourself down a street and you see a guy and he's walking on the same side of the street as you yeah. and you're just like, I'm going to make sure my keys are in my knuckles because dude's a creep. Yeah. That's all yeah. he did, my feeling. He makes my skin crawl. He feels like a creep. Yeah, yeah so you're not, you're not against his position that uh, Planned Parenthood actually does some good. <laughs> That's he still would defund it. Yeah. He's well, no, that's what he's saying now, now. right now. Yeah. You know what? You gotta do, you is, gotta go with what they're saying. No, what now. I'm saying we're 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 talking about what Nelson just said, which is yeah, that so when, like, when the center, can you believe? I mean, let's say if if, if he, let's go with what no wait, Kate, if he starts saying that. no, no, but Kate, what? Yeah, but the problem is at that point it'll be too late. Yeah. So I mean, the principle. Be, I mean, th- there's a fundamental issue, and with. All the respect to, I mean, we all have several reporter friends. There is a fundamental problem in the United States media industry in that because of the competitive nature, because of the commercial nature, because of how difficult it is to communicate large amounts of information to the public, there, the fundamental problem is that it is difficult to present a both complete and nuanced argument and set of information to your audience without just losing them. And Here's that a hot is take, yeah. The public that, doesn't care. No, the public the public wants everything really 
easily digestible. And there's a lot of things that just can't be digested to that level. So what you end up with is for these non-decided voters who are not only uninformed, but the avenues of information available to them are simply inefficient. Well, hang on, hang on for one second. I, I, I disagree with that one point um, because there, it doesn't take a lot or a lot of depth or a lot of depth of reporting to look at what some of these candidates are saying and go, no, that is completely wrong and you either contradicting yourself and here's a clip or the facts that you have are not stated literally anywhere and here are facts contradictory to what you said. Adam, it takes that minutes. doesn't matter though. That doesn't matter to these voters. Realize that people that are supporting Trump right now are my dad. Somebody who sent me three or four emails every day that I send him a folks link or a fact check and or I show that the guy who wrote the articles said that it's all BS and he didn't write it. And it doesn't matter because all they really care about is whatever the heck they care about. They don't even care what Trump thinks because they just imprinted whatever they believe on Trump. They don't care if he's been pro-choice one minute and then pro-life the other because they just take whatever they like and just put that on him. There was a uh, there was a um, there was just a, a, a This American Life where they interviewed this like uh, gay Trump supporter who was like uh, who was also really Republican. He had a really conservative family and he wanted to not give up being a Republican and because that was like the last like safe space for him. So what? like they were like looking into it. He's like, well, well, Trump. Trump likes gay rights, so it's okay. And, uh, you know, and he was just kind of like, you know, and he cared about, he was very fiscally conservative. So the, when they when it ended a debate, when Trump said, oh, I would totally get a judge that would go against gay marriage, the kid was like, when they went up to the kid and said, well, what do you feel about this? He's like, ah, uh, he just said that to get elected. You know, he doesn't feel that way. You know, what are you going to do? That's but- everything. You cannot win. It's a post- Factual environment. That is why Trump is killing all the other Republicans. And where it's and not, and where it's not voluntary delusion, it's volun- it's it's blind rejection. Because there are lots of times where no, it's well, not. Well, well, there are lots of. T- my dad is turning out to be very similar to Scott Johnson's dad, and. I brought him Scary multiple times. I'm so scared of that. I brought <laughs> multiple times when he said something. I said, well, actually, here's the evidence that completely refutes that. He says, well, that's just that's just the big media biases. So it's as as a representative of the big media. Hold on. Hold yes. on. Nelson. Nelson, <laughs> just to save your ass. I think it's time yeah. where you put a disclaimer. Uh, my views are actually fairly similar to the views of my employer. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think I'm actually a little a bit to the left of a lot of them. I'm definitely to the left of Jonathan Chait. Who do you work for? New York Magazine. Oh. Okay, continue. Um, I'm more liberal than anyone you've ever met. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. I'm straight up communist. Isn't actually liberal at that point. <laughs> well, so it depends. That it depends on how which kind. I'm Marxist. Let me put it that way. Marxist specifically. We're, okay. I think we're jumping the shark a little bit. <laughs> we should, I, first, I don't know first why I'm not sure anything, but okay. Yeah, let's, way to bury uh, the lead. I'm not surprised. 
let's transition to, to the Super Tuesday, and then we'll, we'll talk about uh, how we're going to implement full communism. Oh, no, we didn't even talk about the debate. That's true. Uh, oh, yes. We, we gave as much facts about the debate as all they the did. Away. Let's let's can we get in a little more about this last debate just because so yeah. much was so beautiful. <sighs> Rubio had uh, a reboot and he was on the ball and then he kind of just let the he ball yeah, go roll off. off. <laughs> yeah. At least he showed some personality which he'd been mm. criticized for not having. That's true. Well, Robo can Rubio. I, can I can I read for one little second here on the uh, the Obamacare question that was in that debate? Oh, please so, do. So, please do. Rubio and Cruz are both like, well, you supported Obamacare to uh, to Trump. And Trump's like, no, I've replaced it, the lines. And they go in a big debate about lines. But anyway, they get to a point where they're talking about pre-existing conditions. And Trump is like, I am, I'm for pre-existing conditions, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad your grandmother had cancer once. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, it's, like, it's like, I want people to have pre-existing conditions now. <laughs> but uh, beyond that part, like, meanwhile, suddenly the debate devolved into Cruz saying, well, pe- people, you know, Trump going, I don't want people dying in the street. And Cruz saying, how are you going to pay for that? <laughs> and I'm just like, are we really going to do it? And, like, and Rubio is like, yeah! And I'm just like, uh, are we going to the point where Trump is not for people dying in the street, but the rest of the Republican Party is actually for people dying in the street? <laughs> Like that is really bad. Kind of a weird How I interpreted that, his wait, wait, full phrasing was that under him, people would not quote die on the sidewalks. Yeah, which to me meant he's going to dig up every sidewalk. I mean, yeah. that's solution. Well, you say he's going to dig up every sidewalk and he's going to make it better. Well, I would like to note that make it gold. They didn't and actually, made of boobs. They didn't actually talk about Medicaid at that point. So I mean, no. maybe that's what saves people from dying in the street. I don't know. Medicaid for all. Yeah, right. <laughs> and for all, a good night. Medicaid. No one wants Medicaid. Medicaid for all. Right? Right? Medicare for all. Let's, yes, let's, Medicare. Let's for all. All. Medicaid is terrible. Yeah, let's be so clear. You, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that pesky facts thing again. Um, <laughs> like it, it's so hard to even keep up with everything that they say in the debate because so much was so, so bizarre and like not even in a realm that could be discussed of what, like what are they even talking about like underpants wh- and fruit salad and bigly <laughs> yeah bigly have you <laughs> guys seen the onions like spread on the positions of all the candidates. Oh God, no! Oh, I haven't. Man. I'm sure it's hilarious. It's really, really good. Is it frighteningly accurate? It's in that that way that the onion always is, where it's accurate yet frightening at the same time. It's like this is this is hilarious because it's true, and that. <laughs> well, this, if anything, this debate just solidifies that the onion onion is real now. Mm-hmm. So, so is Idiocracy. I mean, the guy who's who wrote Idiocracy or directed Idiocracy, I forget. <laughs> no, but, but tweeted, like, yep, it's real now. It's real. <laughs> the Onion was bought by a Clinton supporter, and it's now in the bag for Clinton. Of course. You know, I think Clearly. I might be more comfortable if President Camacho 
from Idiocracy was actually running for president. Well, he he's had, a nice dude. He, he actually tries yeah. to help people. Yeah. He yeah, I mean, accepts the, the advice of his advisors. Mm-hmm. And he uh, funds public infrastructure projects to improve the the situation. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. more than any Republican would do. Takes and he, the advice of his advisors. I mean, let's back up the train a moment here. So did George W. Bush. Yeah, yep. And we saw where that got us. Ooh. Good point. But at least President Camacho was no, demons- demonstrably cared. And Cheney. <laughs> there's also... There's a di- when it comes to Cheney, Bush. Cheney wasn't an advisor. Cheney was a puppet up the ass controlling the... <laughs> can can we can exactly. we talk about the bushes for a moment? Because sure, I, yes. I always like a really good, really sad that about... the uh, that Herbert Walker waited until the debate where Jeb wasn't going to be there to actually show up. That is harsh. Daddy, why don't you love me? Wait, can I just can I just well, defend that fair. for a second? His that sons are kind of fuck ups. No, no, no. Can we be can we, can we be fair to him? He's lit. The, the, the debate was in Texas, where he lives. He's like decrepit. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he showed up because it was in Texas. I know it's funny, but it's also, it's also <laughs> an old dude at this point. Was Jeb ever a viable candidate? No. No. Before no. he started well, running, have, huh? Well, I mean, he has <laughs> the governing experience, when, but when he doesn't have got, the chops to get it in there. When he got $10 million in Super PAC and he hadn't uh, announced yet, he was viable. The second he announced, not anymore. <laughs> Any other Honestly, year? Honestly, I, I really think... Okay, uh, you know, I don't think so. I think people had a, people who hadn't lived in Florida had no clue what a sack of nothing he is. It's not even that there's <laughs> much to attack. There's just not much there. He is a yes man to whatever the party line is at the moment. And he's changed a song and he'll do whatever they say. Lower taxes, don't put any money in education, watch Florida slowly sink into the water. That's fine with him as long as he and as his um, (laughs) father once referred to his wife and children, the brown ones, get what they want. Uh, such Florida is literally sinking into the water, though, isn't yep. it? I, I know it is. I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, that's that reminds me. I should make a vacation to Key West before it's gone. Yo, oh, speaking of which, Disney did you Atlanta. see the polls? Did you see the poll that was released about Florida, where in you know where in most of the polls the other candidates do better against Hillary and Sanders than Trump? In Florida, Trump does better. Against everybody compared to the others, so you know. Come on, Florida, sink faster! Yeah, Uh, (laughs) a a recent poll today, a real, a real legit poll, said that thirty eight percent of Floridians think that uh, Ted Cruz may be the Zodiac killer. Ten percent of Floridians are certain he is. (laughs) How many are thinking maybe? Thirty-eight uh, percent. I'm pretty sure Ted Cruz has killed somebody. What are we doing? <laughs> I just well, put it out there. Having policies at some point. Go ahead, having grown up in Florida, 
I just want to put it out there that most of those people are not native Floridians. They're the northerners who are losing their minds to Alzheimer's, dementia, or just drink and have moved south for the better weather. <laughs> Nothing wrong with moving south for the better weather. The weather is better. Unless you move to Maryland and then you get a yeah, but when you completely... Didn't when you completely and... defund everything and ruin an entire state's growing infrastructure, because <laughs> look back in the '60s and the '70s, they had an they were they had some better schools for the South. They had a great infrastructure. They had a progressive um, environmental plan. All the Northerners moved down, and guess what? That went away because they didn't want to pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. So my last my last point of uh, Adams, uh, my last. <laughs> Point from the I agreed with Trump on this issue oddly uh, came when they were talking about uh, Israel and uh, the Middle East where suddenly in the middle of talking about how they all love Israel which is you know pretty typical they, they really love it yeah they really love Israel Rubio suddenly says well you know the whole Israel Palestinian thing there's no negotiation possible we can't do anything we just have to support Israel and you know, F everybody else. And I just was like, what? 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 And and Trump, Trump goes like, I'm a negotiator. That's what I do. Everything's a big negotiation. This might be a really hard negotiation, but I'm going to, everybody wants something and we'll get them to the table and figure it out. And I was like, wow. They want the same <laughs> piece of land. Well, yeah, someone, someone. Other people to go away. Someone was like, "Oh, it's not a, it's not a real estate deal, Trump." Yeah, and he's like, and "Well, actually, I'm kind of, sort of. I mean, <laughs> negotiating about a piece of land that both people want, and and we are arguably supporting this is the something... corrupt dictatorship." Almost. This is something that I've noticed that that Trump does a lot whenever he's he's stating a position or saying what he's going to do. He'll say, "I'm just going to do X. I'm going to bomb them. I'm just going to build a wall. I'll do this. I'll do that. This is going to happen." But he he doesn't actually present any way of actually doing it. No. He just yeah. says, "This is a thing that's going to happen when I'm president," and there is yeah. literally no plan there. And it's like Bernie Sanders. I think it was powers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think He's, it was Trump is the Charlie <laughs> Sheen of candidates. Yes. He's winning. He's winning. winning. Hey, There's no Adam, he's you put on Facebook exactly. today about how he's going to change the laws uh, so that the journalists can be libeled. Oh and yes, just, that was. I, I thought that was so freaking hilarious because one. It goes both ways, so he's going to get in plenty of trouble over that one. Yep. Uh, Megyn Kelly is going to sue the shit out of him. Uh, well, no, well, but you can't, you can't when Trump him. is president, no power she's going to be in a any such law. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how is she going to sue him from a detainment camp? Yeah. Well, um, there's, there's currently a lawsuit against Trump that's going to trial in the spring or summer mm. based on uh, the Trump University it, he created a university that, by the standards of pretty much every state except maybe Florida and South Carolina, isn't actually a university. It was basically a seminar. And uh, it wasn't accredited, and he's now being sued for it, and it's going to go to trial this spring or summer because the judge has had it on his docket for five years and said, I'm done with this nonsense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's obvious fraud. That's yeah. my non-legal opinion. 
<laughs> not like what your legal opinion his, really matters, Nelson. Candidacy after that. Will that impact his candidacy? Probably no. not. No. I don't know. <laughs> I As Trump said, and I think he's correct, he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and he it would, would increase in po- Yeah, he would increase in popularity. Somehow that would increase Except his popularity. Except as soon as there were criminal charges, doesn't it automatically halt his campaign? Yeah, but the problem is you have to do with the support of the people. Guys, you're missing a point here. The the suit is not against Trump; it's against his corporation. So no matter what, he's not going to actually be charged. His corporation will be charged with something. So what you're saying? No, yeah, that's. That, yeah, the civil suit. That's what I'm talking. That's just a civil suit. But he's when Adams the statement of Trump shoots someone. That's not Trump's corporation suit shooting so much. As no, much, no. But as him much just, as he might want to call it, that's him being a blowhard. Okay, I mean, you know. So what you're saying is that we need to put a gun in Trump's hand and make him really angry. <laughs> so we just need to put a Tell gun in Trump's hand and see what in front of him. next. <laughs> I don't really think... No, he, you know what I'm saying? It's like giving a monkey I'm, an AK-47. You know what I'm saying? You need to put his his daughter in a bikini in front of him and then film that shit because that's not going to fly oh, with the... Uh, just Are you sure? The Duggars. Okay. Exhibit A. He said it. I would say that the, the conservatives, as much as they love... Uh, Talking about senses of propriety would not be affected by no that Trump boning his daughter. They would be like, "Oh yeah, he fucking got some blood." That's well, that is what they would be like. He is kind of hot. Yeah, that's what they would be like. I I was watching. Can we um, move on to Super Tuesday now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Trump Variety Hour has now come to a right. close. <laughs> well, no, we're going into Super Tuesday. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. It's going to be super. Uh, it's going to be Trump and Clinton's going to win. And it's going to be next <laughs> week, also. Oh man. I know, right? Tuesday. You yep. like it's super, but that's really, really like the, the better Tuesday. The better date is like the next week when like some states that actually people care about vote. Like the <laughs> yeah, but that's not super. That's the eyes of March. You're supposed to be where them. So that's <laughs> well, solidifies his, his majority, and uh, then we're screwed. But the real Do you really question think it's going to be Clinton at this point. Who is challenging? Yeah. Because even in light of today's issues that came up with her previous statements about bring them to heal. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I believe it is going to be. You don't think she's going to lose black support? No. I don't think she will. Nope. Yeah, I mean, if if there was any statement that was going to uh, cause her to lose black support, it was her statement, and I, some uh, a young lady brought her to task on this. It was a statement she made years ago, um, calling. Uh, I think In passing it, some pretty horrible legislation, though. It was like, it, it, horrible it legislation today. Har- horrible legislation, and calling black people super predators. Mm-hmm. 
super predators. <laughs> Those Who are... have been found not to exist. Wait, yeah. That is something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Can they see a new V? Now, granted, <laughs> granted, Hillary has come out recently and apologized for that and stated that that is not her view and then if it was if it if, you know if she went back and it was you know the her from today she would absolutely not say that obviously um super predator i know yeah the just... 90s were could I, yeah could we could we go back to the before we start killing people for their statements in the 90s can we note that like if you watched <laughs> any sci-fi they pictured any time after the 90s to be some post-apocalyptic wasteland because <laughs> of the crime that had started in the 80s and 90s. Like, people really, in the 80s, 90s, we really, white people especially, really thought everything was going completely to crap. Well, statistically, <laughs> it was. And it was on a crime level, yes. If you're looking there, at crime. There was also a lot of fear-mongering going on because the crime, the crime rates, while high in certain areas, were not in others. Yeah. No, I mean, but I'm just saying that that and was a lot a of the measures that we took. The lot of a lot of measures that we took, including that legislation, including a lot of what happened in New York City in literally just busing homeless people to a farm in the north and setting them free with ten dollars. A lot of these people who are genuinely sick individuals, oh. and, and I don't mean like sick evil. I mean they need to be in an institution and get help. I mean, that's how we dealt with it. It's not like, oh, the problem went away. It's we made different problems. We literally swept the problems under the rug. That's still how a lot of cities deal with their homeless populations. That's how San Francisco deals with homeless people. Yeah. It's, we've learned nothing. No. (laughs) Nope. Um... But we're at a different time. Anyway, so everyone thinks it's really going to be Clinton and not Sanders. Yeah. I think that there's still a toss-up between Sanders and Clinton. I think that it's still a toss-up between Sanders and Clinton. I don't think that... Yeah, I mean, they are polling. Out of the caucuses, they're coming really... They're really close out of the caucuses. I mean... I think Super Tuesday will be the decider if Bernie doesn't pull it out... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Still the yeah. presumed nominee until he yeah, gets momentum. No, see, here's the thing. political revolution comes. Yo, you're... <laughs> here's I am the, a here's, big here's supporter your, of his political revolution. Look, I really want this to happen. I would here love is the problem. Here's the problem with Bernie Sanders' uh, political revolution. If you look at the pot, all the, the primaries that we've had so far, Democratic... Uh, turnout is lower than in 2008 and even 2012. So, I mean, you're talking about a revolution that's not even getting as many voters as electing, you know, Obama the second time. So, yeah. I mean... And can, and, we, can we be honest that the revolution is not a revolution? It's a return to the principles and political structure that we had in the 1950s and 60s, except now we're going to be nice to women and black people, too. Well, I, I don't know. I'd hesitate to compare ourselves to the 50s. All right, all right. Hang on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let's go one uh-huh. at a time, time, shall we, children? <laughs> Scott Johnson, go. Oh, what am I supposed to say at this point? <laughs> He's done. <laughs> George, go. No, I just said something. I'll go. Fine, Nelson. Oh. All right. So I'll get my turn. <laughs> all You're done, sorry. You're done. Um... <laughs> So here's my thing. I am very far left, right? 
uh, I imagine a lot of us are pretty far left. Um, Clinton has a lot of... Uh, Clinton is a warmongering uh, 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 neoliberal, you know, person, but she is highly competent. Like, she is perhaps the most experienced, uh, you know, candidate for president in quite a while. She's also not good. She's That's friends with Henry Kissinger. Like, she's bad. She's not good. Bernie is moderately liberal. Like, he's, you know, he's in the mainstream of uh, contemporary liberal thought. Um, he hasn't said how he would, not how he would implement things, how he would get this, uh, you know, get people involved. Because he says, oh, I'll get, I'll get people involved. But he hasn't even said how. And it's, I mean, we've looked at turnout numbers. It's not happening yet. And, you know, it doesn't seem like it will happen. It might, you know. The thing for me is that neither candidate uh, has answered the very fundamental question of given an obstructing... Republican Congress, how will you get things done? Will you resort to executive action? If so, how will you balance the need for executive action with the potential for executive overreach, as we've obviously seen in past uh, past regimes? Well, like, Clinton them... actually, Clinton actually did address that in a really interesting way, by in a proactive way, really, in saying that. When if she becomes the Democratic candidate because she has such so much power and money, I'm paraphrasing, but so much power and money she, in establishment and cred that she can bring much much more to the table when it comes to the because we have a lot of seats up at the same time as a presidential election election, mm -hmm. which is very very mm -hmm. rare. So yeah. there is the potential for gaining a lot of ground when it comes to particularly. Um, uh, the Senate, not so much the House, mm -hmm. um, mostly because of Jeremy. But she's mm -hmm. come up and said, with my name recognition, not only can I win this, I can help us win back the Senate. And that's really that's a, good point. a big yeah. point in her favor. And I, I'll be honest, I'm not super enthusiastic about either I'm all not bemoaning either of them either. Yeah. They're not my ideal, but I'm okay with that. I'm an adult, and I accept the fact that ideals aren't going to happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. She can get it done, and I respect that. Doesn't mean I'll necessarily vote for her in the primary, but if she's the candidate when it comes, you know, to the big day, I will definitely pick that box. Well, well, I mean, it's no matter who ends up winning the Democratic ticket, I'm the same way. Like, if I vote for Bernie and Hillary wins, I would happily vote for Hillary and vice versa. Um, I also think that seeing the alternative as being, you know, the candidate for Brondo, it's very important that everybody <laughs> get out and vote for whichever whoever wins. It's very and moreover, and more that we. I think everybody everybody knows that there's that one guy, and you know who you are, one guy, who says, <laughs> well, if I don't get my candidate, then I'm just not going to vote, and that'll show everybody. It's like, yeah, great. Well, what happens if, you know, like I said, Rondo wins? Then we're all fucked, and it's partially your fault. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
if here's a good question. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. Real quick, going back on the primary, since we're talking about Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Here are the states, and we'll just go. I'll go through the states, and we'll just quickly say who we think is going to win each one. Mm, yeah, this will be fun. Okay, yeah, so, fun. And and a note note that the majority of these states that are that actually matter are southern states. Yeah. So, first on the list is in alphabetical order, Alabama. Clinton. For, Clinton. For Clinton. I think Clinton. I haven't a blessed. Yeah. Clinton. Clinton. And Trump. <laughs> I note that I'm going to say Trump for every one of these. <laughs> I can I see it going for Cruz. I can see it going for Cruz. Oh, oh we're doing the GOP? Crazy. They're crazy like foxes. Well, crazy I, would look, I would hesitate you guys to look at the polling data on Alabama before you exactly... <laughs> You know, make a bet. If you want to make a bet, okay. that's cool. We're gonna have none of this this looking at data. I don't have all this stuff written. I don't have all this memorized. Uh, the uh, Alaska caucus for the Republicans. Oh, where, Trump. See, actually, Trump. that's one where uh, Trump Robert, because you know. they don't know anyone else. No, Trump because Trump is this bat crap loco as what's her face was and Palin. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, she endorsed him. Yeah, but you know what? Alaska doesn't really like Palin. Yeah, anymore. don't they hate her? Yeah, they're not a big fan. That, that doesn't matter. Oh wait, she was, wait, wait. She, Look at the last election. She was so freaking stupid in the last election. Nobody could stand her. Even her own party was like, look, lady, shut up. You're ruining everything. I'm but that didn't her. stop her or anybody else from voting for that party. People she had notes written on her hand. I feel really bad for her husband. I'm pretty sure that yeah. Trump... He's a dick, I'm but I also sure. feel bad for him. I'm no, sure they deserve each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that Trump is was embarrassed by Sarah Palin's endorsement when he of gave course it. He you could just see him over in the corner going like, oh, At the same time, I really do think that her being that crazy made him look somewhat sane. That's true. It did. It was good. That's a... So, That's the same thing with the David Duke endorsement. The mm-hmm. next, the next primary endorsement. Yes. All right, all right. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. let's go, Joe. The next primary on this list uh, that's also hilarious, the most important one probably, is America Samoa, <laughs> the Ooh. Democratic Caucus. Wait, they get to vote oh, for Democratic? Yeah, Bernie. only the Democratic. Bernie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on, we'll American uh, Samoa gets to actually vote. In the primary. Yeah. In the primary. Oh, in the primary. In the primaries. Okay. They, get ten, they get 10 delegates. Uh, they're going Bernie because Clinton is not friends, but uh, not enemies with Tom DeLay. And Tom DeLay fucked American Samoa. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. wait. How's, Clinton, how's Hillary Clinton friends with Tom DeLay? No, let's not talk she's, about She's she's done a lot of work with him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so the next one is Arkansas. Bill Clinton. Clinton, Clinton, come on. Yeah, Bill Clinton? Did you say Bill Clinton? <laughs> yeah. They're just going to vote for a saxophone. Uh, the, Democrats, <laughs> the Democrats abroad get the vote on Super Tuesday. Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> Georgia. Puppy. Georgia is not going to vote for Clinton, I don't think. No. George is, Georgia, Georgia is definitely going to vote for Clinton. Uh, Georgia, the latest polls in let's see, the latest polls Georgia in Georgia is so red except for Atlanta. But can can we say that most sixty eight to twenty two? No, let me just note been terribly that, off. No, they haven't been horribly off. 
The uh, uh, Clinton, the, the, the latest poll in Georgia is 68 to 22 for Sanders. So that's a really? That would be a state to win like uh, New Hampshire was for Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> but with well, a lot I, more delegates. I believe Sanders um, in the moment. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next on the list is the one that's contentious, which would be in Massachusetts, which I still mm. think that uh, Clinton pulls off Massachusetts. It's really close. Yeah. I think, I, very I think close. she's going to pull that one off. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren. I would say very close, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at some, Sanders. Yeah, I'm looking at some polls right now. Massachusetts, the Republican, who do you think it's going to be? Trump. It, it's pretty close, but it's going to be probably Trump. I think it's yeah, Trump. It's Trump. Trump. It's not close at all. They're having they're having him at forty five, and yeah. everyone else, you know, significantly behind. Yeah, I gotta I tell you, like to see, you know, what? I'd like to see Ted Cruz walk down a street in the Southie Projects. <laughs> I gotta tell you, the like echo chamber, the social media echo chamber, my dad lives in, and to which I'm referring to primarily all of his Facebook friends. Most of them are Republicans in Massachusetts, and there is a lot of them. So, and they're all going towards Trump. So, I'm going to say Trump in Massachusetts. I don't know what Trump has said that these people like. So they're business people. The, well, what he said that these people honestly, like. Honestly, half of it is name recognition. Yeah. Half of it's name recognition. These are people it's who own several of his books. Yeah, just, yeah but I, I, I actually have had some guy yell at me saying that I haven't read his book. If I read his book, I would understand the brilliance of did Trump. Did he write his book? No. No, no he goes ghostwritten. It was ghostwritten ghost in the 80s. And he's not shy about that either. Part of the deal. Which, all, you know, I, all I need to know about Trump is that he has said he would bomb the shit out of other countries. He has said he would try to deport mass numbers of Americans based on their religious and a religious litmus test. He said he would build a wall with one of our neighboring countries, which is, in fact, an impossible task and would bankrupt our country. And then he said he would make another country pay for it through, I guess, using some magic gnomes. Negotiation. There's no way that Mexico is just going to be like, oh, all right, Trump, you're such a winner. Oh, oh right. Okay. In so, fact, like, Mexico, didn't Mexico come out? Didn't the like, president in Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, I would like to note that the polls have um, Sanders slightly ahead of Clinton. Ah, 50, yeah. 55, 45? It's uh, looking, I mean, I'm looking at several polls here, oh, though. The, the most favorable is 49 Sanders, 42 Clinton. The uh, least favorable that has him above is 46.3 to her, 45.7. So very, very, very close. Makes sense. Hmm. What's the next date? Virginia. Virginia. Oh, mm. Uh, yeah. I would say Cruz. I'm going to say... I'm looking at some polling data, and Clinton is going to crush yeah. Sanders. And Here's the thing. Sanders has not been stumping a lot in the South. He just hasn't. Well, Sanders is running a primary campaign and not, uh, I guess, a real campaign. Like, None of them. If you look at their yeah. spending, Sanders is burning money uh, fairly fast to, because he needs to to kind of get the momentum up. Whereas Clinton is not burning as much money, uh, she also has more money, like a lot more. She has a lot. She has a lot of money, <laughs> but the 
from what uh, people have told me, her spending patterns imply that she's saving up for uh, the general, which makes sense, whereas Sanders isn't really that much. Well, if she learned anything from Obama's run, what one of the things that Obama talked about way, way back before he even won the first time is that one of the ways he won elections was he would just sort of be not as intense in the beginning, and then the last couple of weeks or the last month before the election, he would dump all of his money and all of yeah. his funding and everything into that, and that's exactly what he did both times. If you remember, he had, he had that yeah. half an hour long commercial. That was amazing. That was brilliant. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, he said he was going to do it in his book, and now he did it. Um, and it was just amazing because he did it both both elections. He waited until the very end. So Clinton may be taking um, notes from that and waiting until like October, and then maybe she's going to release this giant wave of of campaign funding. Of course, if Bernie's smart, he might be waiting to do that also on a national level if he wins. So You know what? You know, I, would, tell. I would like to play Barack Obama at Netrunner. I think he'd be good. All the things you could do with Barack Obama, that's what you'd want to do. Well, but you play him, and while you're <laughs> playing, you discuss things, and you have but, a nice but stuff. <laughs> Is that going to be your super... Nelson, is that your super nerdy version of comedians in cars having coffee? Why is butt stuff your thing? Oh, you missed all my tweets last night. It was all like hashtag GOP, hashtag butt stuff, hashtag nerdy. I just really, I really just wanted there to be a horrible lemon party. I, I step away for like a second, and we're, talking about <laughs> we're like giant children. You got to monitor us at all times. Oh yes, yeah, Scott. <laughs> all right. What's the uh, what's the next state? Uh, uh, the next state, uh, Minnesota's caucus. That's the thing. Our... I don't know if this is about Sanders, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was pitch perfect, George. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you might actually win the caucus just from that. <laughs> uh, I mean, if Sanders is going to pick up a state that's kind of uh, not Vermont and not Massachusetts... Uh, According to, the polls, the, uh... according to the polls, it goes Clinton big time. Oh, yeah? Mm. Yeah, they've got her in the 50s um, to just shy of 60 and him in the 20s. Oh, uh, yeah. Whenever a candidate's oh, you, know you know why? Because why? she did that vine where she was, like, just chilling. That's, <laughs> that's how she wins. <laughs> What was it like? 2016, the Vine election. What was it like? Lol hashtag Minnesota. No, it was uh, it was Chillery Clinton, and it was her saying uh, a cup with that logo on it, and then she came on and said, "Just chilling in Cedar Rapids," and that's it. That's the that's the whole thing. Hillary Clinton needs to work on her media face. I don't know. I think it was brilliant. I think it was a, a true uh, paragon of the form. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna move to the states that actually are interesting that are left. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Texas and Virginia. Mm. Texas took yeah. Trump in a second. I no, no, I mean Texas right now is neck at neck and neck because Ted Cruz comes from Texas, so yeah, he's got one state advantage. But the polling, the polling there has been yeah, he came from Canada. That's true. <laughs> but uh, Canada can't vote in our primary yet. Uh, 
Well, I mean, this this shows Cruz coming out in front of Trump pretty consistently, but only by a very small margin mm-hmm. in the point that I'm looking at. They have him in... Yeah, well, the important part about the uh, the Super Tuesday is this is really like the last date that uh, all the primaries are proportional. So, like, getting close to... If, if Cruz and Trump get close to each other in Texas, they'll probably get around the same amount of uh, delegates. And that's dividing 155 delegates, which is a huge number. Huge, huge number in uh, the Republican primary so far. (laughs) Um, And then after that, uh, after that, states are allowed to be winner take all. And that's where you have, uh, you know, like states like uh, Florida and stuff like that, that'll, that actually are winner take all and become a big deal. Um, but I mean, I mean, yeah, Texas is going to be the one to watch. Um, I mean, Vermont, I mean, gee, that's going to be a blowout for Sanders. Yeah. Um, Mm, I I don't know. Hmm. That Clinton. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Virginia, I assume is going to go towards, uh, Clinton. Um, in terms of the Republican side, I think Trump. I really think Trump has a chance of winning every single Super Tuesday. I mean, the only one that the only ones that are like really risky are the uh, are is uh, Texas. Well, here's here's my my biggest fear, and my biggest fear is that not only does Trump win, like let's assume that Trump wins the the delegate the the whole shebang for the Republicans, right? So he's going to be the candidate, which I sadly think is going to be a possibility, which is a lot about our country. But I have a feeling that the, the kind of people that he has whipped up into this this Trump frenzy that seems to follow him around, I have a feeling that if he gets the nomination and if either or lose after that, I think there's going to literally be like a like riots in the streets if he loses, and riots in the streets if he wins from the same people either way. I, <laughs> and that's my fear. I don't. I because don't. I don't feel that on, with people. Wait, are you I, saying I that Trump's that candidacy? Support him. Are you saying that Trump's candidacy is going to amount to a hockey game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right, actually. No, see, yeah. here is here is the situation that I think will be really beneficial for whoever the Democrat is. What might happen is if, let's say, Cruz actually does well in Texas and Rubio does, like manages to pull it off in Florida, which who knows? He's um, Rubio's going to win in Florida. No, I don't. I don't win. think. I don't. Yeah, third place win. Yeah. <laughs> so if if for some reason Trump cannot get the delegates he needs to win, and somehow the Republican Party during the second round of voting in the in the convention, like doesn't pick Trump, and Trump just goes, I'm going to run as an independent. Oh, then, uh, please, 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 please. <laughs> then please. it will be a disaster. Uh, unbeknownst to me. You know, like we've never <laughs> seen before. Like freaking Roosevelt all over again. Uh, I really don't see a situation where it isn't another disaster for the Republicans. I mean, either way. If only they if, put forward a serious candidate. I would love for it to be difficult for me to be like, oh, man, both parties have such good candidates and they both have really good ideas. Who am I going to vote for? <sighs> but it's never that. It's like, oh, this one can- this one candidate looks pretty good and this other, oh, my God, they've hired a bunch of lunatics. What are they doing? Like, it's it's never like a, a difficult decision. Un- ever. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately yeah. and here's the here's the thing. 
The problem is the I think the only way that would happen that you actually have two parties that are geez, which one do I want to pick from? They both sound really interesting. Would be if Trump won the presidential election. Because because if Trump wins the presidential election, it would be so bad. The Republican Party would have this incredible crazed new precedent new level of crazy that apparently works that every other more moderate republican will instant will split up and they'll make a new bull moose party or something it's just it would form this crazy new third party it's just it'd be crazy well what happens I, I think- if trump gets elected and he turns out to be a moderate <laughs> That'd be a little underwhelming. Well, what but moderate what? happens if Trump gets elected? I mean, oh seriously, he has—he he doesn't even have the most basic understanding of oh my what God. the English? president actually does. Or English. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing. I'm picturing my dad's head exploding if Trump was elected and be, and was a moderate. <laughs> no, you know what? But a moderate what? Because. I, I, in American politics, it's really difficult to even use the terms right or left because it's okay, right and really right because there's really <laughs> not left in the American. When you look at global politics, American politics doesn't. There's no left. There's and none. There, yeah, there's right and center. And that's it. Yeah. That's all well, let, let's say let's say he turns out to be a uh, a moderate Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> so, we actually talked so about that. Like, oh, let's, let's get a corporatist. Like, let's get yeah. really. Let's get a lot of money together, run as a candidate. That's just a Koch brother. That's a Koch brother wannabe. I would would bet, though, that those people that supported him would carry on supporting him. Because I don't believe that that actually, you're all like, oh, my head, their heads would explode. I think they would just see everything he did as golden. Just like how my dad sees everything Obama does as bad, regardless of whether... I think I don't know. My dad was like that. My dad was like that about George W. Bush, and in the end, he did turn on Bush. Really? What were you saying, George? I think the support of Trump. I think it doesn't really matter what Trump is. Is his support is (laughs) an anti-establishment base? It's these are the people who just are fed up with everything that American politics is, and they want a guy who isn't. Right, and they're willing to elect a guy so they can find an excuse to shoot brown people, because those are the ones causing the problems. (sighs) You know, I I didn't say this was good logic. I said (laughs) this is the logic of his supporters. No, George, I think you're right. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think they're they're brown shirts, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're just, I mean, you know, they're just fed up with well, anything. They just don't I think. think on the other side, the people who are supporting Sanders, and I don't think they're going to, admittedly, it's not looking like it's going to happen now, but I think the same sort of people on the other side of the spectrum are pushing Sanders to compete with Hillary because no one thought in a million years, six months ago, he was going to get this far. I don't I don't think it is just yep. a necessarily an anti-establishment group pushing for Sanders cuz you're actually it, it's really honestly a big part of it is young college educated people or people who are currently in college and it's not about I'm going to be anti-establishment it's 
what's going to help me when I get out of college and can't find a job because we're still in a failing economy? Oh, and if I do find a job, good luck being able to pay rent with it. Yeah. I really well, think that's what can we can we can we get over the failing economy thing for a second? If you look at the rest of the world, the rest of the world is falling apart economically, and the United States yeah. isn't doing great, but we're doing better than a majority of the rest of the world at the moment. This is true. Are you talking quality of life? If you talk about quality of life, yeah, yeah. almost every standard, we are doing better. Like, look, China is about to go into probably a depression. Yeah. Like, Europe, Europe is just like a big mess at the moment. And then, you know, the rest of the world, beyond that, you don't want to live half of those places. Uh, yeah. quality of life I'd rather was... live in a lot of Europe. I, I think you're Europe's glossing better. over a lot of issues. And No, we have issues. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying... No, if you I'm gonna... saying, I think you're glossing over a lot of nations there that where the economy is actually equally as strong or maybe less strong, but, oh, yeah, they're able to feed their people and make sure that they have, oh, yeah, housing and health care and basic necessities. <laughs> Yeah, like Italy is no uh, utopia. Uh, By any means, they have a fucked up economy. Yeah, say, what are you Italy about? is incredibly fucked and got inc- like Italy versus the euro did not turn out well for no. Italy. But the rates of uh, like the the living standard there is still not bad. It's not like uh, it's not like trying to live in the United States. Like, you can get food in Italy. You can, you know, travel in Italy. Like, you know, you're only traveling this much, but, like, they have public infrastructure. Like, there is still free water in Rome. Like, the, the water fountains in Rome. isn't filled with lead. Yeah. That water has been perfect for the last 2,000 years. And you just go, you're thirsty? Oh, there's a little water fountain. There you go. That's actually sort of a misnomer about Rome, is that the water wasn't full of lead. Uh, they put lead on their food as a sweetener. No, I mean... I mean... Uh. Yeah. But yeah, countries... I know where you're going. I just... I, I, it, it's, you know... Not, not all countries. Ha- really? Hashtag not all countries uh, <laughs> have, have public infrastructure, but a lot of countries' public infrastructure is better than the United States yeah. and is more well-maintained. Because they we also them. note that those countries are infinitely smaller than the... <laughs> they are smaller, yeah, but they like, also allocate more resources per yeah, capita. They spend more money on it. And, and also, we have things called states that we could then have the overarching government then administer down to, and then you have these smaller populations that you could then, oh, administer all these services to. Isn't that great that we compartmentalized our country that way? Oh, no state actually wants the government to say, oh, you should do blah, or you should do blah, but they do want us to pay for everything in the states that can't afford anything? No, I don't think so. That's a pretty common problem everywhere in the world, though. Depending on what you're looking at, standard of, like, living, you know, we're we're still in the top, like, you know, 20 or 10, depending on how you're it looking depends at on it. What's, it depends on what you're looking about. I know, as but you're saying, like, well, okay. Living. So Switzerland's above us, Sweden, Germany. Well, no, but on what aspect? On our homeless? On I don't know, their HDI. On our lack of food, on our lack of health care, on our lack of supporting uh, young mothers? Our, I mean, there are a lot of places where we're not even close to top 50. 
it depends on what aspect of life you're concerned with. Where are we out of the top 50? I just wanted to call you on your hyper. Unpaid family leave? Okay, Unpaid okay, all right. Leave. All right. We are, we are at awful. present skewing a bit away from the overall premise of the discussion. Um, and you know what? Honestly, we've been at this for a little over an hour. So I think this may be a good place to bring the um, the overall conversation to a close until next week when uh, the results of all this Super Tuesday drama have, have uh, finally come to a head. And uh, we can dig in a bit. An hour into- of everybody weeping. Is what it will be. <laughs> <laughs> That's good radio. all right well thank you everybody for this amazing uh discussion i don't think we've had quite as lively a uh (laughs) discussion um while still while still maintaining uh, a level of coherency in in a while so thank you for that thank you adam george kate nelson skojo for another amazing show thank you nelson thanks it's been lovely and uh, you will hear from us next week on Friday Night Party Line when we bring you our apparent weep fest uh, regarding the <laughs> results of Super Tuesday. I'm Victor Frost, and you'll see us next time on Friday Night Party Line. Acceptable Vices is brought to you in part by Jack's Auto Body and Paint, providing automotive repair and award-winning paintwork for car lovers in the San Fernando Valley and beyond. For more information, call 818-951-5996. That's 818-951-5996.